Birds with Friends is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they are able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. Let's say, for instance, you're a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles, and you've been checked out on the season, but now, all of a sudden, things are looking a little bit better, and next week they play a game in driving distance against a team with a fan base that hates itself and the team and a building that is always open, and people will be looking to unload their tickets. The only downside is you're going to have to go to a terrible, terrible stadium with ridiculous parking prices and just completely out of the way. The upside is you can get a great deal by looking for those prices on game time. The GameTime app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the GameTime app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bowen, Sheila, and the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bowen, Fashu, you come in at you with stats and things flapping their wings now i'm gonna have the rest of my life with these kids wow get, we gotta get that in a drop uh immediately let's edit that one out that didn't come out play. there's no editing no no editing yeah, on this that's podcast the wonderful birds with friends no editing <laughs> it is 3 53 a.m on tuesday morning following a monday night football game at Lincoln Stadium, Bo Wolf, Zach Berman here on Birds with Friends. Following the Eagles' season-saving victory over the hapless New York Giants, they come back from a 17-3 halftime deficit thanks to Bosco. And the Eagles saved their season. Zach, Pat Shermer lost the game. I'm sure he went to dinner afterwards. Are you going to meet him at Smith and Walensky? <laughs> so Lincoln Stadium, what is, is is that your new term? No, I believe that's what uh, I believe. I didn't see this, but I saw on Twitter that I believe that's what Booger McFarland called the stadium. Oh, Lincoln Stadium. Lincoln Stadium. Gotcha. Yeah. That's interesting. That's that's a good piece of that's that's a good nugget. I didn't realize that. I will hear that when I watch it back. We've uh, got Loopy. We've got Loopy Zach. Big win for the Eagles. Huge win. Give them a lot of credit too. A halftime. I haven't seen this look in your eye since the uh, pre-season pre- the over. first preseason yes. post game pod. This is the latest we have taped a uh, a podcast this season. And you told your wife you'd be home by four. It's going to be tough for you to make that. <laughs> That's in six minutes. So <laughs> we just started. Yes. What do you want to talk about? The game. Okay. Uh, well, let's start with the first half of this game, which was, oh, that was uh, ugly. abjectly disgusting. Um, so many embarrassing things happened for the Eagles, and I, I think we—I th- I guess we should start with the decision that was completely indefensible that you asked Doug Peterson about on Saturday. You've got Nelson Aguilar questionable heading into this game. If he are are you going to activate a another wide receiver? Are you going to bring somebody up from the practice squad? You've got three guys on the practice squad. No, he said we don't need to do that. Uh, you know, Nelson Aguilar, uh, we think he's going to play, and if not, we've got we've got Perk, Josh Perkins. He can basically be wide receiver. So the Eagles go into this game with three wide receivers against a Giants defense that has been shredded on the outside all season long. No surprise at all that Alshon Jeffrey suffers an injury in the second quarter of the game. So the Eagles are down to two wide receivers. They've got more wide receivers on the practice squad. 
you know, piling up dust, doing nothing than they do have active during the game. It was insane. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on discussing this. Although I I do think that the first overtime win of the Carson Wentz, of the Carson Wentz era, no, that I, said, I, I think that's more merited than than the well, uh, you know, wide receiver discussion. But we have different priorities. But let's have the wide receiver discussion. I think I think it was irresponsible roster it was management. Ridiculous. Uh, I asked Doug Peterson about it after the game. Doug said that you know they were really hoping uh, Nelson would play. He didn't say the word hoping. But that's the I'm I'm paraphrasing him here. He said they basically kind of ran out of time there. They were they were gearing toward Nelson playing, and then he said Josh Perkins. Even though Josh Perkins is listed at tight end, actually takes a lot of time in practice as like a slot receiver. I I wasn't in on Josh Perkins's uh, post game interview session. But from what I understand, Perkins said he was in spots that he's he's never played before. Or, yeah, of course, or, he or was. things like that. Uh, I mean, I I get it, and we've talked about it that the Eagles like to use the bottom of the roster spots on developmental players, and I'm with them there. But you're really counting on like your sixth yeah, and seventh cornerback. Let's say Craig James. You're counting on Craig James to be. Like to, to, to be such a valuable player that you're not going to promote a wide receiver and you're in this situation, that could have cost you a game tonight. If not for Carson Wentz playing or, I mean, as Deshaun well as he's Hall. played. Deshaun Hall played tonight, but like he hasn't played all season long. They got Jannard Avery, who I don't believe even played a snap tonight. I, I, I could be wrong about that, but... I mean, you know, traded a fourth-round pick for the guy and can't even get on the field without Derek Barnett. They've got all these guys. They, I mean... There, there were many easy moves they could have made to pull up a receiver. It was ridiculous. There were before we get to the good stuff, the nice stuff for the Seagulls team. Uh, let's let's talk about some of the things that I found sort of hilarious in the first half. Uh, you had you had Greg Ward celebrating a touchdown uh, that was called back for a penalty, which was a bad penalty call supposedly, but that was funny. Uh, the three receivers, obviously ridiculous. Uh, that led to the Eagles going. On third and goal from the thirteen, they went they went thirteen personnel, and then and then were sacked, which I thought was like the perfect. Uh, I mean, the, the, the perfect example. Oh, they this, they, uh, they won offense. this game. Let me just get. I'm just saying they won here. this game. You've got uh, Lane Johnson suffering an injury, and of course, your first round pick is not capable of playing right tackle, so you have to go to Big V. You've got the uh, ridiculous. Eagles fourth and three, running the punt team off and the the uh, <laughs> offense on, and Pat Shermer, who apparently this is allowed in the NFL, calling timeout, and then <laughs> the Eagles still punting. Good job. Uh, there was the third and eight touchdown uh, to Darius Slayton after after a timeout. I don't know. I'm reading my notes. It's it's late. Uh, I'm with you on all of these, but their $128 million quarterback threw a season high in yardage, uh, had had a game-tying and game-winning touchdown. Uh, I mean, this was a dramatic victory. We there can, were a lot of non-fearless moments in this game. We can talk about, like, the... <laughs> We're the only Eagles podcast today that is that's that's getting to. It's only been six minutes. We got a lot of time to talk about the good stuff. We hit on Greg Ward's touchdown that got called back over <laughs> Zach Ertz's game winning touchdown. Let's just state that All for right. the record. Why don't you paint the picture? You wrote the Carson Wentz story. You, you yeah. paint the picture. So look, uh, I I was tough on Carson. You were tough on Carson the last time that we were in this building, which was the Seattle game. Yeah, he played like uh, as. As poorly as he's played in his career, or, or certainly up there, this wasn't the best game of his career, but it was once at his best. And I make that distinction because uh, there were a lot of circumstances in tonight's game that you would look at and you'd say, it makes sense if he doesn't have a very good game. You know, the, the fact that, and I, I led with this and I pointed it out, uh, they their first scoring drive um, in the third quarter they were going with their five skill guys were zach ertz boston scott jj ortega whiteside joshua perkins and greg ward uh, that was the five they had yeah. out there and they were running no huddle with that group. group yeah and and uh that it was nothing was working off offensively in the first half it was raining um, it was it was just disjointed. There were a lot of reasons why, like the obituary on the season was ready to be written, 
And then Carson Wentz just turned it on in the fourth quarter. Uh, Shio Kapadia uh, sent us over uh, the fourth quarter stats, ostensibly so we can work faster. We're still here at 4 a.m. doing the podcast. <laughs> Um, 17 of 24. Someone's got to ride Bosco, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 17 of, of 24 for 195 yards, the game tying touchdown, the game winning touchdown. So, a lot of credit to Carson. Uh, and not for nothing, Carson's been uh, criticized for his lack of game winning drives or for not coming up clutch in the fourth quarter. It is accurate that they've had five losses this season by one score uh, or within one score. And in all five of those games, Wentz had the ball late in the fourth quarter with the chance to, to you know, give the Eagles either the tie or the win. And what, at least two of them, the uh, game potential game-winning play was dropped? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, look, that's that's just the reality of it. And, and now, now Wentz has brought the Eagles on game-winning drives, but it's mostly been on the field goal variety or it's been earlier on in the fourth quarter. Uh, this was his first walk-off touchdown. He said after the game that he thinks this was his first overtime win. That is correct. Uh, he's 0-3, or he was 0-3 in overtimes before this. Mm. Only one of those overtimes did he touch the ball. That was Tennessee last year. Put him in a field goal, yeah, then Tennessee. Loss. Yeah. So, what, about in, what about in college? He never had an overtime. I guess they were just blowing teams out. He probably never had to. I'm sure he, he, he did. You're our... I don't think Rob he had any. I'm, I'm guessing that he didn't have any overtime games. Those teams were too dominant. But they had some close games at some point, you know. I doubt it. Uh, we'll look that up. But so it, it was a it answered that question. Doug Peterson said he thinks it's the first of, of many fourth quarter comebacks for Carson <laughs> Wentz, which is indicating he's expecting the fall okay. from behind. And, well, he's uh, watching what we're watching. And and gave Carson a lot of credit. Um and, but this was not just Carson. I'm glad you wrote about Boston Scott because that's a huge story. I think Greg Ward's a story here. There's uh, the in asking around after the game. I asked Malcolm Jenkins, for instance, about Carson's performance, and he made sure that it was. He said the story of the game really was kind of these unsung guys who's who mm-hmm. stepped up. And the more you think about it, the expectation for the Eagles is that Carson once plays like he did tonight. It's not the expectation that Boston Scott plays like he did tonight. Maybe your expectation. Well, mine. But um, yeah, but absolutely. no, they they. Uh, I've been trying to tell you guys. Yeah, they had for a every very reason long time that this was this was was this was there. Like they were, uh, they were not a very talented offense in that second half, at least on paper, and they got it done. And I. Well, what do you make of that? A lot of credit. To them. You know they had to they had to they had, more they, speed. they had to pare things down a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, obviously you're not working with as much of the playbook. Yep. Maybe things were a little bit simpler for Carson Wentz. I think as Shield put it, you know, maybe it's less uh let the offense work for you and more go make a play. Do you do you, do you buy that? I do. Doug Peterson said some of the, uh, that was some of it. Doug Peterson said there was uh some tempo, some 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 no huddle. You certainly saw Wentz improvise. They rolled Wentz out. That was the thing that stood out. And then uh, I mean the game the kind of the, had the offensive flow literally changed when Miles Sanders got hurt and Boston Scott came in like that was it's true yeah. that was now the Sanders first played touchdown. decently too though. Sanders played well yeah. I, this is not a knock on Sanders yeah. but that is that is when things changed that was their first touchdown drive then the next drive they move the ball Elliott misses the field goal after Greg Ward drops the perfect pass by yeah so I asked Carson. Greg Ward about this actually I was surprised he said it was tipped he said it was tipped and he kind of like looked at me like. Yeah. Uh, almost like the audacity to ask yeah. this question. It uh, didn't look like it was. Tipped. It didn't. Look, so that's. I'm, I'm glad I asked it to get that clarification. But um, well, I mean, he thinks it was tipped. We don't know that it was tipped. Well, he was closer to the play than I was. Yeah, but I mean, that doesn't. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm. We also had a good angle on it from the television. Um, he's. He, I asked him. He answered. I'm taking his word right now. I'll go back and I'll. You're taking his word. His yes okay did I I said word though correct uh, is that another word I I, I no, pronounce incorrectly you, you gotta take the man at his word at his word uh, so no I I think what Shield said has validity I, I think uh, Maybe we should call Shield I bet I bet Shield is sleeping yeah, we can still call him <laughs> that would be rude <laughs> uh, I think you need to, sometimes you need to let Carson be Carson and uh, to use the West Wing reference. Mm. Are you a fan of the West Wing? Uh, I, I, it's on my list. Great show. 
so. Well, they they let Carson be Carson. He was wearing his wearing his uh, his my cause my cleats outfit tonight. He, he resurrected the Eagles season. <laughs> well done. I, I didn't use that line in my story, but perhaps I should have. Feel free to add it back in. Uh, yeah. So just just huge win. Uh, I, you know, I asked you because I was debating semantics. Was this a must win? Was this a near must win? It's, it it's definitely a must win. It's technically a near must win, but for all intents and purposes, no, well, it it's is a, a, must, it's a win. must win. Like they, they wouldn't have they been had eliminated had they lost. Yeah, but, but I mean, they would have been eliminated. They would have had to win the last three, and the Cowboys lose all three. Unlikely. Yeah. So uh, this this keeps it in their hands, and you're going up. You know, we'll, we'll, we have a lot of time to talk about what's next week, but but this could be a a, a momentum turning. Win or it could just be one night in December. We'll see. Well, there's also, I mean, there's also um, a hard lesson that the Eagles need to learn from that success in the fourth quarter. Now, now, you know, keeping in context that this was against one of the worst defenses in the league Mm -hmm. and one of the worst teams in the league and certainly one of the worst coach teams in the league. Correct. Uh, But uh, for the Eagles to be able to move the ball with such relative ease with – Boston Scott at running back and Greg Ward and uh, Josh Perkins and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside as the wide receivers is an example of why you can't just keep re-signing and extending and bringing back all these veterans. At some point, you have to turn the page to the guys in your building and bring in more young guys, and and sometimes it's going to work. Like... Boston Scott has been here the whole time, and yet they've been wasting carries on Jay Ajayi. Greg Ward has been here the whole Agreed. time, and yet they've been wasting snaps on Jordan Matthews and Mac Collins. Like, well, Mac Collins is a young guy too, but well, yes. uh, yeah, that's fine. But like, but no, you're right. I mean, they signed Jordan Matthews off the street when when Greg Ward was in their building. Um, they they re-signed Darren Sproles uh, in training camp. Yes. Which, which probably was their plan all along, but but still they they had Boston Scott here, and then they had they, him here the whole time, and he's got, they, and it's not just like he can do what Sproles. He's Boston Scott is not a good punt returner. That is the mm-hmm. one thing that Sproles can do right now. But offensively, with the ball in his hand, he is so much more explosive right now than Sproles was at the beginning of the and season. and when when Jordan Howard went went down, uh, they sign Ajayi. And all yeah. of a sudden, like they minimize Boston Scott's role. Yes. In these past two games, I'm, I'm not saying they beat Miami if Scott's on the field, I or am. I'm, I'm not saying they beat Seattle if Scott's on the field. I, I know you are, but certainly it, it it gives them something that the offense didn't have, uh, which yeah, an is an offense he, that has been desperate for any kind of juice. The, was, you used the word I was about to use. He he brings you juice. He has burst. Um, the Eagles haven't haven't had that. Like when the ball's in his hands, he accelerates. Yes, it's bizarre. Well, I had something else to say, but it's four oh nine in the morning, so I'm yeah. So uh, look, that I think that that goes into the into the roster mismanagement. Now, yes, I don't know if if that one is on Howie or that one's on Doug. The Eagles like to put this this uniform front up. I think those two moves in particular were more Doug-oriented, and the reason I say that is because uh, Doug trusts uh, Doug wants guys who've been in the system who know you know who well, know what they're doing. Uh, but, but but guys who've been in the system, like Greg Ward, has been in the building for three. Years. Oh, I, I'm I'm with you there. I am with you there. I I mean, Greg Ward was was good tonight. Mm-hmm. He was fine. He wasn't like. You know, he was he wasn't Boston Scott, but he was he was competent, sure. which, which they have been sorely lacking. Sure. Um, yeah. No, I think there are there are other moves that that are more on how he's played. I think some. Of but these... I think there are think. But I think this is a this is like this is a lesson for the whole roster. This Agreed. is why, like, I'm sorry, you can't like Kelsey Johnson and Brooks all signed for like several years into the future. You can't just keep doing that. Well, I disagree. Uh, I th- I think you need to operate with some nuance, to use Shield's favorite word, because it's it's different signing like a core player than it is um, a 
a backup spot. Well, yeah, like re-signing Jordan Matthews is an interesting yes, thing. Or adding or or, or re-signing Jay Ajayi yeah, or insane. some of these other, you know, league like the Corey Graham move last year. Yeah. Or bring back Vinny Curry. Um some yes. of those moves. That's that's different than because I just no, I just bring it up because they're 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 gonna have decisions like we talked it's about. It's interesting you mentioned Vinny Curry. I wonder how many uh, Jordans he owns. He owns over six hundred pairs <laughs> and he, he he keeps them in a room in, in his house. Is that right? A dedicated shoe room, floor to ceiling. Interesting. It's, it's a really fascinating story. I it was love, part of I our love, shoe week blitz last week on I the like athletic. To read about that. Highly recommended. How did he get into that? Who was there someone who sort of sent him along yeah. the path? Uh Daryl Tapp was an inspiration oh, Daryl Tapp, Tapp oh. his teammate back in two thousand twelve. Uh, did you uh, did you get a chance to talk to Daryl? I did. It was great to speak to Daryl. Oh, yes. that's fun. We should yeah. we should let's read that story. Yeah, please do. Uh, so no, so and 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 this is not a good night to pick on Vinny Curry because he had two sacks. Yeah. But but my my point is, I was I was about to say the Eagles have some tough decisions this offseason with with guys like Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod, and I don't think you should say. I, I don't think you should be so uh, dogmatic, if, if that's the correct no, word, that, where you're like, this guy's 30 or older, so so uh, we're not going to sign him. But you can't also do everybody. And that was Agreed. also that jumped out to me uh, watching the Seahawks the other night. Like, this is a team that that's a team that was was in a similar position to the Eagles with even more sustained success. Mm-hmm. And they let all these legends, like all these guys who were huge parts of that success, just leave the building. They made they they made a couple. They made some tough choices, and they said, "We're keeping two guys: Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner." And, and KJ, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, you can't you can't do everybody. You sometimes you have to make tough decisions. Sentimentality can't rule the day. I'm 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 with you here. We agree more on this than we disagree. Yeah, I just don't think they should. Yeah, I I I just I would make sure that we differentiate between re-signing Lane Johnson, no. Brandon Brooks, sure, and and then Jay Jay and Jordan Matthews. I mean, uh, really, like the the Boston Scott Darren Sproles yes. dichotomy is the perfect example of this. Yes, like and frankly, you, know, you have the whole summer to find a punter. No, Boston Scott says that Darren Sproles is you know. Like an inspiration to him and helps him. It's been it's been helpful to him to have Darren Sproles. That's a guy he looked up to. But oh yeah, don't take this as, as knocking Darren Sproles. You you wrote the great story on Darren last year. I've I've covered Darren since since 2014. No, yeah, of but, course not. So the, uh, it's just the matter of sometimes you you can go with the younger option to, to give you something different. And I think you saw in in Boston Scott tonight. This is someone who who. Could have been contributing for the Eagles in September and was on the practice squad. Yeah, I agree. Um, can you take me through the overtime drive? Did you did you did you chronicle that in the story? I did not chronicle that in the okay. story. Mine was was more big picture Carson Wentz, but this is it's a good thing for us to to do like an all twenty two on perhaps or. Uh, I, I'm, I'm volunteering work for Shield if, if you want to break that down, but just Shield gives us work sometimes. So just, just, just really effective. Uh, the play of that drive was 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 your boy Boston Scott. Yeah, that little uh, that little pin pull, twenty five yards, and then they had uh, they overloaded the left side of the offensive line, and then you had you had big V at right tackle in for Lane Johnson mm-hmm. crashing down, and then Brooks and Kelsey pulling out in front. And sort of a two-on-one there, blockers-wise, and, and Scott getting its base. And then a big play there was was Miles Sanders' third and two, ten-yard run. I talked to Miles Sanders about that it. That was a big. That was a huge yeah, run. He kind of gave himself credit. Um, yeah, well, he should. <laughs> he said that, uh, that you know he he said it was not drawn up to, to look like that. Um, basically, they like sniffed it out, and Sanders just had had, had to get really thin. And squeeze through, and that's exactly what happened. I wish I could get really thin. You look good. Yeah. You look good. You got, you got your sweater on tonight. Yeah. You didn't go jacket. Didn't well because we're close to the. It was raining. It was a cold night, and we're close to the window, so you get cold. So I didn't want to. I didn't. I wanted to keep the sweater on. There you go. Good explanation. Yeah. Uh, so, and and then look, uh, the Wentz touchdown to Ertz. It's only two yards, but really nice play. It looked Did like you, that might have been that uh, staple North Dakota State play. Yes, I, I want to go back and, and, and kind of look at the two. Um, but w- what was clear from talking to them after the game was 
they really confused the Giants. Obviously, to the naked eye, that that was clear. Also, the Eagles uh, shifted a few times before the play. You saw Goddard and Perkins shifted spots, and then you you had Ertz. He flexed wide, then he came in, and uh, Ertz said that when he saw the defensive back uh, wasn't looking at him before the play, he knew it was going to be a, a walk off. Easiest touchdown of his life. There were Carson Wentz gave like the uh, uh, gave a quote that I thought was like more shade than I've ever seen him throw at somebody. That I, that I would have covered Zach Ertz yeah. in the end zone. Yeah, yeah. 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 I probably would have covered Zach Ertz in the end zone. I well, they say something like that. It was like it was like it was, it was one of those um, questions that was more like a statement. Like, like mm. it looked like no one was covering Zach Ertz. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those. And then he was like, "I would have covered Zach Ertz in the end zone." Yeah, so. That's good. Um, we should we should spare a moment to uh, praise the defense for their second half performance against the Giants. Uh, after the Giants and Eli Manning were torching them in the first half, Darius Slayton, who of course was drafted just a few picks after Clips and Thorpin, Thorson, Clappy Thrubbins, Slayton Thorson. Chester throbbing. <laughs> Cluster. <laughs> Clayton Thorsten. Clustered. Clayton Thorsten. Um, yeah, not a good night for Ronald Darby. But uh, second half, the Giants, I think, had, what, 24 total yards of offense? As, uh, as Shield broke it down, Eli Manning had, I believe, 0. .2 net yards per pass attempt in the second half. Yeah, you know what? And... and... As I'm glad you brought this up because in our coverage, well, I'm sure you're addressing this in the, in the different parts of, of your day after. Uh, in a lot of these games, I, I, I kind of do five takeaways or seven takeaways. And in this it's game here, work to me. That's I, nice I, just, I just focused on Carson Wentz. Uh, but the defense deserves a lot of praise here. They because got, the Giants got two first downs in the whole second half. What are you watching? Cars, uh, I'm watching Doug Peterson's uh, speech, but he's not. Uh, he gave yeah. a uh, so they the volume a, was not on. Well, they so. had a monitor uh, that had the live feed of Doug's press conference. Could you hear? Uh, I couldn't hear, but there I could notice that there was a specific time when he specifically called out Sidney Jones, who came into this game on uh, the last drive of the fourth quarter for the Giants when they had a chance to uh, win the game. Third and three. Sidney Jones comes in. First play he's played in several weeks. They go right at him, and he makes a really nice play. Credit to Zach Berman. Look at that efficiency. Yeah, I mean, on a on a per snap basis, he's he's the BF Bull Football Focus's number one corner. You spoke to Sidney. Um, I I, I, did. I I asked Malcolm. I accidentally if, airdropped the interview to your computer. You did. I appreciate that. <laughs> I I like the airdrop. I like it's the a, airdrop too. Uh, well, see, I the other the other day. Uh, it was raining, and as I was getting out of the car, I told you this, I dropped my phone uh, into a puddle, and I was, like, searching around for the phone. And the phone has come out fine on the other side, with the notable exception of my headphones don't work. So instead of listening to the, the interviews on my phone, I had to airdrop them from my phone to my computer so that I could listen to them on my computer and it's transcribe an, that way. It's an interesting system. How about Bluetooth headphones? Had those and uh, lost them at an airport because I was going through security. They uh, the little bin where you put your stuff yes. on fell to the ground, and I just grabbed my headphone jack only to get on the plane, open it up, and realize that somehow the buds had fallen out oh. when when they spilled. So you have the case, but not the buds. Yeah, which does me no good. Does you know this good? buds not for not for me. No, that's a tough one. Those are those are nice. Well, I think I, I think I might get crossing my fingers. Little for Christmas a, a gift, little, a little Christmas gift. Nice, yeah. good, 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 good for you. Yeah, I, that's a that's a good gift. Yeah, important for the off season. That's right. Yeah. Uh, where were we before that? <laughs> uh, we we're talking about Sidney Jones. Sidney Jones. Yeah. So good for him. Yeah. What did he say afterwards? He said, uh, "You know, you got to be ready." It wasn't too enlightening, but. Uh, here, let me let me let me dial up what I what I have here. It was a huge play. Huge play. If it's the Giants uh, convert that, the Eagles don't win the game. I don't think it's one of those things. Like the situation was third and three, and just being a football player, you know the situation. And plus, I studied all week as if I'm playing. 
And that was the main thing they did. And then I paid attention to what's going on earlier in the game, what routes they run. They ran the same thing earlier in the game. I think that's when they scored. It might have been the first touchdown. That's correct. It was the slant to Slayton. He breaks the tackle from Darby, scores a touchdown. He says, I just knew that they're going to do, and it's third and short, and I'm going to play the inside route before I play the fade. He said, I step on the field and I'm locked in. I don't care what another quarterback's thinking. Obviously, you expect, this was after he was asked, did you know, did you know the ball was coming your way? And I, I asked Malcolm that question. Obviously, he... you expect not just that, but the ball can come your way at any point if I'm already in the game. You never know. you got to play like that. you got to play every snap like the ball's coming your way because if you don't, that's when you get caught. So you got to fight every play. Look, you've been very critical of him. I've 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 been critical Let's of him as well. Let's not put this on me. I mean, the team has been yeah. very critical. No, I I I I've, I've been critical him. of him as well. Um made a big play today. So, Jalen Mills got hurt in this game, which is what moved Darby to the left side and Rasul Douglas to the right side, but then Rasul Douglas got injured on that one play and that was Jones up. coming in. But I mean, I mean, listen, that was that's Sidney Jones making a play, and then all those guys on offense, all these guys who have been uh, backseated by the coaching staff saving, saving the season. Agreed. Interesting, you might say. What did you make of the uh, first half defensive performance? Woof. Woof City. Yeah, two really bad plays, too. I, I, I mean, that's – like, I don't think it was – I don't think it was egregious throughout – I think there were two bad plays. Egregious Vasquez. And third and eight and third and 11. My, you're looking at me like, uh, let me uh, see. I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see here. The 55-yard touchdown was on third and eight. Third and 13 was the 35-yard touchdown. You got to get off the field on third down. It's that simple. Third and eight and longer, you can't be letting up these plays. They, they've uh, made a habit of it this year. And it's something they got to fix. But, uh, look, overall, the defense played really well. And uh, Eli Manning. Um, this must, 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 must have been tough for you. I mean, it wasn't tough for me. It was. Yeah, I think you can see that you're a little bit emotional about it. It's I can assure your, you. It could have been your last time seeing, seeing your, old, your old buddy, your old pal. Slinging, again, it, <laughs> slinging it around one last again, time. Once again, I don't think Eli knows who I am, number one. He definitely knows who you are. I don't think he knows who he I am. He definitely and, knows who you And are. number two, I've, I've, I've seen a lot of Eli Manning football in my life that I... Uh, yeah, but you gotta, you got to get a little bit of wist, little, little wistful. Uh, there's no wist. No wist? <laughs> there's no wist. <laughs> yes. I mean, uh, look, I, I have a lot of respect for... Where does this rank in your top Eli games? Oh, uh, this is low. Not the worst. I've, I've, I've seen. I've seen worse. Trust me. Okay. I covered the twenty-five touchdown. I'm sorry, the twenty-five interception season. Hmm. There were some clunkers, uh, but I've also seen Eli at his best, too. So, okay. Well, not actually. I haven't seen Eli at his best because I didn't cover either Super Bowl. Well, there you go. He did win two Super Bowls, by the way. Just, just to let you know. Very long time ago, uh, in some very lucky circumstances. I mean, I don't think it's lucky. He made the, you know, he made the throws. This guy's made the catch. Kiss the ring. If play works. Listen, great, great. Mitchell Trubisky's a Pro Bowler. He literally is a Pro Bowler. Like you guys mock, like you guys mock me. He's literally yeah, a Pro Bowler. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. No, well, it, it means it doesn't he's, mean anything. He was like the like eighth alternate. Or it's something a fact. Like it's like saying he went to North Carolina. He he's he's a Pro Bowl. Yeah, but you no, but you didn't list that. You didn't list it as I mean, like it's like this saying, is a nugget of his career. You listed it as a credential for him being a good quarterback. It's like saying he's from Ohio. It's like no, it's not the way you used it. It's it's part of his. <laughs> not the way you it's like used saying it. he wears number ten. It's like saying he it's wants, like saying he was the number like two pick in the draft. It's part of his bio. I love kissing somethings. Hey, if if that's what you want to get to, well, that's be my guess. Truth. Are there any reads tonight? By the way. Yeah, you want to read one? Yeah, because I I think that if we're supposed to read in the middle of it or yeah. in the third way through, we're already it's four twenty five, man. Seriously, I'm not gonna get home till six. <laughs> I'm on radio at nine. Okay, I got a doctor's appointment at ten twenty five. You gonna be a Doug? I guess so. How long is it that doctor's appointment's gonna take longer than? I don't know if you're gonna make Doug. You think what do you think's wrong with me? 
Oh, but you get to wait. You're in the room, then you're in the room after you're in the room. Yeah, you know the what I'm saying? When it happens, yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, anyway. And that room's always annoying because they don't have magazines there. But I guess 2019, you're on your phone. Well, Zach, when you get home at 6 a.m., you might be hungry. Long day at work? It was a long day at work, yes. Well, still stuck in the office? Treat yourself to the meal you deserve, Zach. I bet there's a breakfast out there just waiting to be ordered when you get home at 6 a.m. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in the city. Ordering is easy. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered delivered to you wherever you are. Don't worry about breakfast. Let breakfast come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code BIRDS. That's promo code BIRDS, B-I-R-D-S. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code BIRDS. Don't forget that's promo code BIRDS for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. And we're back. Let me send this second read to you when we get to it in a little bit. Sounds good. Um, I tweet out the link to my story. What did uh, what did old Duggar have to say other than defending the three wide receiver nonsense? Uh, Doug Peterson. By the way, I did not end up adding a Golden Tate joke to the end of your injury section. I was looking for that, yes. I thought that would be a little bit too presumptuous of me, especially with, with your little byline in there. I didn't think it would be fair. It's fine. I gave you a pro. I trust your judgment. Uh, so... Doug Peterson tonight, he gave, he gave credit to a lot of the unknown guys, or I shouldn't say the unknown guys, the, the unsung guys. Uh, although I, I, I did have a line in my story where I said, uh, you know, uh, I mentioned the, the near anonymous players, and I said it's the first time this year that anonymous has been used in a good way with Carson Wentz, which is true, right? I guess, yeah, okay. You said you could, you could have brought back the old uh, Doug Peterson these guys have names. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. And then he proceeded to use the same, the same expression. Yes. Uh, no, so it was, it was not a great Doug. Well, it was, it was fine. I asked him about the wide receiver situation. It was raining cats and dugs tonight. Uh, the, there are a few game situation questions that I want to ask Doug Peterson about tomorrow. Yeah, this was, this uh, was a, this was a bad. Like, yeah, so. Uh, one of them Fearful was performance was well. The, he always goes for two point conversions, and oh, I'm sorry, not he. He always goes for two point conversions when he's down 14. Right, the trailing, on the first touchdown at end of the third quarter in, improves your win probability. Yeah, and uh, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. He was about to send it on. He sent them on. Sent them on, and then pulled them off. Yeah, I, I don't know if he just has fewer two point plays because of the, of the lack of personnel. He's been coaching scared. They didn't go for it on a fourth and yeah, three. Yeah, and then the other question I I, I had too was uh, it, it actually worked out in in their favor, but fourth and one in the end of regulation, there was what twenty five seconds on the clock. I thought they did the right thing. That was a, would, that was on Shermer. That was Shermer's mistake for not calling. You wouldn't so. have uh, gone for it and tried to take a shot. Too much time left, I think. Too much time that if you miss it, they if, can get in the field goal range. If Shermer had called the timeout when he should have in the beginning of that play, mm-hmm. yeah, too much too much time to go for it. I think. Okay. Yeah, I'm just, I was just curious to hear his I am, like, his, always uh, for going that. for it. But that one, like, literally, if you don't get it, you, you lose the game where if you punt, you're going to just go to overtime. And then, look, you and I and Shield were uh, critical of the fourth and three punt near midfield, right? Uh, Shield had that line that uh, fearless. Yeah. Uh, but it actually ended up working in their favor, I believe. Yeah, bad correct? process. No, I agree. I was just pointing out. Situation. I'm trying to find it here in the. They flipped the field. They did flip the field. And field position didn't matter in the second half tonight. So. Not really. Well, their first scoring drive started at the 42 yard line. So, really, I mean, that, that worked yeah. in their favor. They only need to go 58 yards for the first scoring drive. 
But then after that, yeah, it started at the 15, then obviously the, the 25 for the, uh, yeah, so uh, for the overtime. Give me a break. Give me a break. Give me a break. break All right, what else? What's next? That. I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's Are we see. talking enough about the fourth quarter? I mean, look, Zach Ertz had a bad game last week, one of the worst of his careers, as he said. I'm sorry, one of the worst of his career. And played well tonight, uh, was reliable, was consistent. They needed that from him, caught 9 of 13 targets. I've said this before with Ertz, look at the efficiency. Uh, you know, it's, it's fine to be targeted if he's catching the ball. Catching 9 of 13 is a good sign. Not too much Ertz. Here's an indictment. The Eagles were down to two wide receivers in this game, and yet Dallas Goddard, three catches for 41 yards including a 28-yarder. Uh, that was a nice play. Yeah, that was a nice but play. But he wasn't even like – he was not featured in this offense. What's the deal? Agreed. What's what's the deal with Dallas Goddard? Ag- agreed. I, mean, I think uh, – I think. Why don't you make the whole plane out of Dallas Goddard? Yeah, so I, I think they, they, they wanted to test the Giants' corners tonight. I think um, going into the game – What do you mean test wait, the wait, Giants' wait, corners? Wait a second. I'm just telling if you – If that was their game plan, they should have had another receiver active. No, I'm, I'm telling you, I think going into the game – they thought that the Giants were a good defense intermediate, and the way to beat them was uh, was with with some deeper plays. You saw some shots. The problem is that the personnel was just obviously jumbled the whole game. I'm just telling you That's what I think. Ridiculous. I'm just telling you what I think their thought process was here. I'm, I I I agree if that they need more. Got to be a featured member of the offense in this game. Then what is the point? I'm with you here. Okay. I'm with you. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Uh, he was the second best player on the Eagles tonight whose first name is a city. <laughs> yes, correct. That is correct. Oh, actually, no, that's not true. Carson's a city. Mm, Carson City. Carson, California. Okay. You, you had right. a byline in Carson, California. No, I didn't. You didn't go to the Chargers game? No, we were, we were uh, in pregnancy anticipation. Baby anticipation. I thought that was the Rams game, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. Oh yeah, last year. No, two, no, two, uh, the first two thousand seventeen. Yeah, got hurt. Yeah, I was not at that game. Yeah, you were at the Chargers game in Carson. No, I was not at that game. You didn't go to that one either. No, I had a wedding. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you're right. You're a good friend, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. You would not have made that decision. This is a point of contention in well, the, the Berman household. To be fair, this was uh, an, a wedding RSVP'd before I got the before job. Before I got the, the job. Athletics. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah, may this, not have made the same decision. It's a point of conversation that's, that's been happening. That's happened often in the I'm past, sure past few years. Yes. <laughs> Sense of duty and versus, yes. There were, I actually missed two games for weddings that year. And one of them I would have gone to regardless. The other one I probably would not have. That's all. Um, I had something else to say, but again, oh, so back to Boston Scott, Zach. Oh wait, I had one thing I wanted to say too. Okay, uh, with the wide receivers, real quick. Go ahead. Before we go back to Boston yeah. Scott, uh, if if we're shipping well, up to Boston, no. So do you know who is getting ready to go in at, at wide receiver? Josh McCown? Josh McCown. Was he really? According to NBC Sports Philadelphia's John Clark, okay. um, Josh McCown, when J.J. went down, uh, was was preparing to switch helmets. Jesus. To put on the uh, 40-year-old Josh McCown. That is so ridiculous. <laughs> that's that's what – This is the, according to uh, – yeah, according to John Clark. So I'll, I'll, I'll give credit to John there. Okay. Uh, okay, shipping up to Boston. Boston Tea Party. Uh, his 128 yards from scrimmage tonight, Zach. Where do you think that ranks in terms of single game performances for the Eagles this season? I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? 128 yards from scrimmage for Boston mm-hmm. Scott. Where's the ranking? Three. 10 carries for 59 and a touchdown and six catches for 69. I guess it's third. Nice. Your guess is precisely correct. Nice job. Miles Sanders and Zach Ertz ahead of him? Neither. No, Miles Sa- Neither. Alshon Jeffrey and Jordan Howard? No. Um, Alshon Jeffrey? He's is number two. And number one is... Hey, Alshon Jeffrey from last week. That's number two. 
Yeah, that's true. My bad there. I knew that one. And then number one. Feels like a very long time Oh, Deshaun ago. Jackson week one. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Yeah, you know, I was thinking of it because I try to get ahead for next week. Um, or it's actually this week now. Okay. Uh, I, I try to get ahead today and sure, like ex- examine some, some storylines, win, lose. Yep. Um, and really, you can't use that week one game uh, as like a yeah, for yeah, anything. For either like, team. Yeah, for yeah. either team. Both teams are so right. Ra- are both dramatically different. I am curious to see what the line will be on that game, Zach. Yeah, actually, great minds think alike because I, I was wondering too um, if you're interested in, in betting this game, uh, you know, maybe you you uh, want to make up for a loss today or you want that, you want to ride a hot streak. Well, DraftKings Sportsbook is officially available in Pennsylvania as the trusted leader in daily fantasy, DraftKings has brought their expertise to legal sports betting and is already America's top-rated sportsbook app. With so much going on this week, you'll definitely want to take advantage of the convenience to bet wherever, whenever, with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. DraftKings is so easy to use. You can deposit, place your bets, and withdraw in a matter of seconds. It's no wonder DraftKings Sportsbook is America's Top-rated sportsbook app, and if you're already betting in PA, bet with another book and take advantage of DraftKings' great sign-up offer. Get a free bet just for signing up. Download the top-rated DraftKings sportsbook app right now and use code TOSS, T-O-S-S, when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a free bet just for signing up, plus when you make your first bet, you can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Don't forget, sign up with code TOSS, T-O-S-S, to place your first bet, and you can get a risk-free bet up to $500 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Pennsylvania only, in partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Restrictions apply. So the Eagles are 6-7. and seven. Tied with the Dallas Cowboys with three games remaining. They have Washington next week in Washington. Well, not in Washington, in Landover, Maryland, uh, one of the great hellholes of the world. They have Dallas here, and then they close the season in New Jersey against these same terrible Giants. They, again, control their own destiny, quote-unquote. I actually heard from Chip Kelly that destiny is predetermined, and therefore you can't control it. Yeah, well, I also heard from Chip Kelly actually nothing. He never said a word to me in the building because he was that cantankerous of a uh, impossible to deal with. Who human are being. you that you need to be? Who is he? Who is he to pass every single person he sees in the hallway without even a "Hey, how you doing?" Does he need to go to your cubicle and, and say and say? No, he needs to acknowledge. Are you in your feelings today? In dis- existence. <laughs> are you in your- I'll, hey, Chip always acknowledged. Uh, I, I passed by him in the hall a few times, and and he uh, he would he flip you the bird. No, he was actually. Yeah, I remember draft weekend one time. He said, "How many picks did you did you, did you get right?" And wow, uh, what a what a one, uh, what a lovely insight into the man. He asked me. Uh, we passed by one time, and this was during the the um, spring. Uh, the Red Sox were playing the Phillies, and. He asked how many times like the interleague play happened in Philly. He was go- he's fr- he was friends with a pitcher on the Red Sox then. I forget which pitcher it was. They just turned off the lights in the stadium. I, I hope <laughs> we're able to get out. By the way, I'm telling you, my wife's gonna have like a search committee for me soon. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Emily. <laughs> That's all right. Um, yeah. So, anyways, we don't need to go through old Chip Kelly stories. I like that. Uh... I noticed today that you you've your wife's name saved on your phone with maiden her, name. Her maiden name. Yeah, well, you keep it. You keep it old school. When I met her, that was her yeah, name. Of course. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. Does she want you to change it? Uh, no, she doesn't go snooping around my phone that often. But I'm sure she's seen. Uh, no, she's never brought it up to me. Okay. Yeah. So. Um. How how did, speaking of Chip? How did UCLA finish this year? I couldn't tell you their final record. Let me mm. look it up. Do you know it offhand? I don't. 
Okay. But I'm happy to hear. You know what, though? At 4.40 a.m., this is really a great thing to discuss, right? Like, I agree. Uh, they finished third in the Pac-10 South. Uh, I'm sorry, Pac-12 South. <laughs> um, let's see here. Sean Ryan was named first team Fred. They were they finished four and eight. Oh, four and eight. They lost their last. Th- they lost their last too. three games. Well, four and eight. They're not bowl eligible, mm, so that's too bad. They are not going. Um, so, okay, let's let's close with this. Wow, I love that. This actual discussion. Yes. Not, we're not closing it, but this is the final football discussion. Did tonight change your opinion of uh, what you expect for the rest of the season? For the no, games? it did not. Uh, I still think. Yeah, I thought they were going to win this game. I think they're going to win Washington, and I don't know yet about Dallas. I need to see how both teams look going into it. Certainly, don't if, be such a slave to recency bias. No, but if if the Eagles don't have Lane Johnson and they don't have Alshon Jeffrey, I think it's going to be hard to beat Dallas. But maybe the skill guys they figure out a way to to make it work like they did tonight. Um, we'll see. There's there's a lot of football to be played before then, but I think they're going to beat Washington. I think it's going to come down to week, six, to week 16. Week 16 at home. That and Washington team is better than this Giants team. That's not true. I think it is. I mean, first off, they... They, they, almost, they had a, played a close game against the Packers last week in Green They're Bay. not going to have Darius... Their defense is solid, actually. But they're not going to have Darius Geis. Well, um, he's not very good, so that doesn't matter. Darius Geis? Yeah. He is good. He's not good. He was good he in college. Good. He's not a good NFL player right now. Um, more, as more lights go that's, off. That, yeah, that, that's not true. It um, is true. He hasn't been good. What has been good about he's, him? He's actually been he's productive. Also played like six. He's games. been productive this, this year when he's been healthy, but he's he hasn't been healthy that often. Did you know Peyton Manning was here tonight? I did not know that. Yeah, I'm watching I'm the highlights. That your senses weren't tingling, getting two I, Mannings in one place. Yeah, well, I'm a huge Peyton two Manning Mannings guy. Two Mannings I'm a huge Peyton. I I watch all the ESPN details. I uh, yes. Um, do you ever, do you ever try to do his uh, towel move? Uh, so, um, yeah, so it's going to come down to week 16. And if you told the Eagles before the season, ooh, that injury looks bad, that Alshon won. That, that, that yeah, it's too bad they uh, guaranteed his contract. This will be a big year. noon press conference tomorrow. We'll High see. noon. Unless Doug is, it's one of those things where it's a night game and you have a chance to talk. Yeah, to yeah, I haven't had a chance to talk. Yeah, um, oh, but I'll get, but I'll get that, I'll get that to you guys as yes, soon as I yes. have it. And then we don't talk to him again until Friday. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that would be brutal. Uh, <laughs> are you projecting that's what's going to happen? Yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, so if you told the Eagles your playoff hopes are going to come down to winning at home against Dallas on Week 16, I think they would take that, and I think that's what's going to happen. There's the stadium block, by the way, from the inside. Like, no, okay. we know how to get. Yeah, that. we, we can just we, push the. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Um. Listen, I mean, it was nice to see. It was nice to see this team come through with something. No I matter did. who delivered it. Look, their season was over. Their season was over, and and and. Say what you will. Like maybe this Eagles team is so bad that you think that. Uh, the draft picks would be better if you just lose out, but I think it's important that Carson Wentz led that Agreed. game-winning drive. Um, I think there's value to that, and I think, and I think, just in terms of like this thing not completely combusting in the locker room, I think that was that was a big thing. Um, it's also nice to have done it against the Giants and drop your boy to a uh, below 500 quarterback for his career. Actually, I saw that so this series was tied. It, yes. They were 500 like yes. it's the all-time series. Yes. And so the Eagles took the lead there. I believe for the first time ever. I think that might be right. And to do it again and and drop Eli to below 500 for his career. Pretty good. Who um, starts week 17? Eli. Look at that classy handshake there. To... Eli. Yeah. I think they'll send him out with class. Is this on behind me too? Can you? No, no I can okay. see the reflection. Gotcha. I, do. Um, I don't know. I think the Eagles might lose next week. Oh God! Could you imagine that? that uh, yeah, I can easily imagine it. They almost lost to the Giants. What a dreadful! They shouldn't have lost to the Giants. 2014, the season ended. Down Terry there. McLaurin's going to have like 13 catches for 270 yards. We'll have enough time to dissect. And they'll all be against Ronald Darby. They'll just leave him in the game. Yeah. It's 4.45 a.m. 
It is. We don't need to dissect the Washington game yet. We have two podcasts to go before then. And I've still got writing to do. Do you? Yeah. yeah all I did was the upfront. I got the whole rest of it to do. Well, when people wake up in the morning, they can read uh, my story written on on Carson Wentz. They really took more of a big picture look. Okay. Some historical context, some some stuff from inside the game here, but it was it was it was more big picture. From whence you came. Yes, correct. Okay, wild wild Wentz. That's not the headline. No. no. <laughs> what is the headline? Uh, I think it got condensed because I think my headline was too long. Mm, Carson Wentz wins first over overtime game at his best for Eagles in must win situation. Gripping. Okay. Yeah, it was a good one for him. All right. I've got nothing else to say, Zach. Do you want to tell us what steakhouse you're meeting Shermer at for breakfast? I, I kind of like the suspense of it right now. DoorDash? I kind of like the suspense right now. Okay. So we'll this we'll is, keep this going down the list from now. Yeah, maybe one day during the offseason, during a slow uh, week, you can have like, like, like an AMA. You know, where you can ask me anything. Okay. Um, All right, will you divulge your, the location of your honeymoon at that time? I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it gives our listeners something. Well, I don't want to say something to look forward to because I can't imagine our listeners are, like, on the edge of their seats. They are definitely um, looking forward to but, that. But uh, right now we have a lot of football to write about, to talk about, and there's going to be a period. In, What's our schedule this week? Yeah, so I'm glad you asked. Um so these, so tomorrow. Well, it's not really tomorrow. It's actually today in about <laughs> in a few hours. Okay, it is. It's four forty-seven. I'm not at, sleeping tonight. At noon, you're going straight to the doctor at ten thirty. I think so. He, he's gonna say, "Bro, you need sleep." And I'm gonna say, "Mike, I know that's right." You call your doctor Mike. You don't call say say doctor so and so. Listen, he's gonna he's gonna. How's the dentist, by the way? Good. Yeah, you guys talked. They both came. Yeah, good. Good. We had a wonderful. We had a wonderful time at the party. Good, good, good. I know a lot of people were curious about the party. Yeah, we had a great brought, time. I should have brought it up from the jump. Casey, Casey did wake up this morning with some pink eye, but that's uh, okay. You get those drops are so effective; it goes goes right away. But you know, had to had to keep him home from school today. Good thing you were home. Yeah, and my wife. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yes, yeah, so, so that's Tuesday. Wednesday will be coordinators and locker room, but, but, but Wednesday is like a typical in-season Tuesday, so don't have high expectations for that. Thursday will be the busiest day, although Doug Peterson won't be talking then. Doug Peterson will only talk, I believe, Tuesday and Friday. Uh, and so then you'll have um, – on, on Thursday, Carson Wentz will have a press conference, and you will also hear from a lot of players in the locker room. And then Friday will be Doug in the locker room. So it's a it's a short week. It's a condensed week, and uh, it's a big week. Obviously, every every week's a big week from here on out. There's only three left. There's only three left. Yeah, treat every week like it's it's the week. Keep the main thing the main thing. Low man wins. Yes and yes, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I guess that does it. The Eagles saved their season. Carson Wentz and Boston Scott, both with first names that are cities, deliver. Doug Peterson needs to dig deep and find the fearlessness that he once had and bring it out over these final three games as the Eagles try to go to the playoffs as NFC's champions. Zach, would you rather face the Niners or the Seahawks? Um, if, I were, if I were the Eagles, I'd rather face the Niners. I was really impressed by what I saw from the Niners yesterday, and obviously the Seahawks um, did not look great last night. But uh, I'd still rather play an inexperienced, or I shouldn't say inexperienced, a quarterback without that type of big game experience, as opposed to Russell Wilson, who uh, has never lost to the Eagles, and I think would come here with a lot of confidence. Okay, fair enough. But there's a lot of football to be played before then, so playoff matchups would not be. Uh, not be the discussion, although I think either one of those games would, would not be the 8.30 time slot, which is good because then we, we won't be finishing up a podcast at 4.50 a.m. Well, where there's a will, there's a way. My goodness. 
right. when I was yeah when I was interviewing for the job, this was not like one of the things they uh, discussed. Was, well, I don't think they're all fully aware. <laughs> they're not aware of the four fifty a.m. podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they this this did not come up in the conversation. Okay. Well, listen, we're here at four fifty in the morning talking about the Eagles for you. The least you could do is rate, review, subscribe, download, delete, and listen, maybe subscribe to The Athletic if you're one of these uh, freeloading jabronis, okay? Please. Hook us up. You can click on Bo's article or my article. And- yeah, look for that Marcus Epps story. <laughs> or that Vinnie Curry story. <laughs> and subscribe through that, okay? Marcus Epps determines whether he knows Mike Epps and Omar Epps from each other based on their filmographies and quotes. It's a delightful read, and I can promise you that I will be grateful if you subscribe to that story. For Zach and Sheil, all tucked in in his bed, I'm Bo, and as always, we love you. friends.